And Merry Christmas, everybody. This week on Crystal Myth Podcast, we're going to Crystal Lake, <laughs> where we're going to meet that's, with our Jason. That's what I was going to say, our Lord and Saviour, Jason. Jason Voorhees, who lives in Crystal Lake, which is, um, it's not really... Old after our podcast. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know if that's quite true, but I'm going to say it is. I mean, what better way to celebrate christmas than the resurrection of jason Voorhees, who has been fucking resurrected several times throughout the series many, and we're going to many several with, times yeah um i don't know about you i've watched them all all the films i even have the t-shirt and i'm a massive fan of Voorhees. but as everyone knows the first film jason wasn't the killer it was his mom i am <laughs> I hadn't seen this one before. This is number seven we're concentrating this is on. Number it's seven. called The New Blood because the previous films had a character called Tommy Jarvis who was originally played by little mad bastard. What's his face? Uh, mouth from The Goonies. Oh, what is his name? <laughs> Corey... He's one of the Corys. Corey, not Corey Haim. Corey, Corey Feldman. Uh, Feldman. Feldman, yeah, who thinks he's Michael Jackson for some reason. <laughs> don't know why have you seen him dancing no don't we'll look it up it's distressing he also dresses like michael jackson all the time not in the movies but yeah he's got his like hair like michael jackson was in the 90s like the early 90s with his bits hanging down his face and had, he wears the trilby I, there was I don't a think he's very well is he no <laughs> I mean, not that any of us have the best mental health, that, not just you and me, any of us, anyone listening, anyone, but, you know, oh, clearly needs a wee bit of help. So, yeah, the, the previous few films was about his character, and it, we last, well, you see at the beginning of the movie, um, number seven, I don't know if you recall, Mark, but it recaps, and the person who's narrating is Crazy Ralph, who's a bit of a legendary figure in the uh, Friday Thirteenth series because Crazy Ralph was a guy who was mental who lived in the the Crystal Lake area and I think he was a Janny or something. I don't know what the fuck he was and he would go around going you're all doomed <laughs> you're all doomed you're all gonna die you know that shit That's I like that you said Crazy that Ralph. you don't know if I noticed that it started with him doing a recap and my first note on the movie is why the fuck is there a recap <laughs> there because because as a tradition in the previous movies there was always um like a sequence where it would go back, it would throw back to the first film or the f- previous film before that. It's so just, um, I'm a big Jason geek, so sorry. <laughs> I'm not apologising for it. It just seemed so weird, though. I just feel like, yeah, the recap was just strange. <clears throat> that was the last it, was, it was like you were watching a TV show. It was exactly thing is, the recap. Crazy Ralph was, was killed by Jason, but yet he's narrating the recap of the <laughs> maybe from beyond the grave i have no idea maybe. but like yeah that's the last you ever hear from crazy ralph afterwards because the next movie he goes to man he takes manhattan he doesn't really but most of it takes place on a fucking boat that movie's mental as well it's got one of my favorite deaths um kills sorry jason kills whereby again i mean these are old films so i'm, I'm gonna spoil them i don't really care um that there's a a black guy and he's like a boxer and uh, <laughs> Jason start he tries to box Jason on top of this roof and uh, Jason just start he punches his head right off his body and it falls off a building and into a garbage bin and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> My favourite kill in this one was right, the funniest yeah. thing I've ever seen uh, to the point that I was like hysterically laughing it was so when he 
<laughs> he grabs the sleeping bag with the yes, guest in it and just starts fucking it off the tree. Do you know what's a shame about this movie? This movie is that um, I'll need to send you the, the clip, but if you look up, it's it was actually um, ruined by the what's it called the MPPA or something the American you know the American equivalent of the censorship board. Yes. Uh, they made them cut a lot of the deaths. So, like it's one of the only Jason films that's got like the least gore like in it at all because the, the deaths all the deaths were supposed to be a lot more like gorier but if you notice that you don't actually see much in the way of blood and like he stabs someone but you don't actually see the knife going in them and you're like well yeah, she's getting stabbed in the ass where, where is he stabbing her what the fuck <laughs> and some of the deaths are like well she would obviously survive that that doesn't look well even the even the, um the one you're talking about there where he grabs the woman out her tent and she says a really stupid line as well to her boyfriend because they always have sex don't they like if they yeah, everyone, yeah and actually says, one of my other notes is i know this is a horror film but why is everybody underlined fucking because it's, as it's tradition that's where it all started with the um, friday the 13th is where the whole teenagers having sex and then getting killed for it started it started with kevin bacon fucking his girlfriend in the first friday the 13th film because as soon as they've done shagging that's when he gets the the arrow through his throat kevin and then bacon. and it was that's it was cool. famous for their tits as well like their gratuitous nudity and stuff like you'd always see some women's titties for no reason just because but yeah did I'm assuming it's scene? not the specific line that you were going to talk about, but I have made a note of all right. of the weird, because there was a lot of weird line delivery in the yeah. film. Like yeah. a lot of the actors were like, why are you delivering the line like that? And one of the ones that the women, the woman in the tent says before she gets beaten to death off a tree. But I think that's when. I hope it's the one you're going to mention. Right. What is it? What she's saying to her boyfriend? It's okay. just when she, say, she shouts on him when he goes for a pee, it's going to be a cold night tonight. But she says it and like, I can't even do it. She just says it in the weirdest way where I'm like, why would... Like, why, why was it the actor's decision that that's the way that the women would say? What did she say to him? Which again, I get me saying it is not weird. Is, me it going, because, it's is she saying it because it's cold because his dick's going to shrink? I think that's the implication, but she just emphasises also... the sentence in, all the, in the weirdest of places as right. well. She says to him, we need wood. And obviously that's a double entendre because like, she sends him out to go get wood. Yes. But it's the way she says it. <laughs> we need wood. <laughs> she wants to be back he's like she's getting banged in the tent there's also a scene in that bit where they cut to a butt like you see the this is only something maybe i would notice because i've watched a lot of these films um but you might not know because you've not seen them is it their tent is big and square right but mm. then there's an overhead shot where you see the tent and it's clearly like footage stock footage from the previous movie where there was a guy t- in a tent in the woods but his tent is much smaller and round and then it cuts back to like the big square tent you're like what <laughs> Anyway, my other criticism of it i feel like for a movie in the 80s it's <laughs> quite long and yeah a lot of the longness is like overhead wood shots overhead tent shots and things like that where i'm like you don't and need this like, you could easily cut a good 20 minutes out of this and it would still be exactly the same and he also plants all the bodies of his kills in the woods on trees and they yeah. really fall in front That's of someone at the right moment <laughs> But also this film, right? The last film, Tommy Jarvis is in the lake and he throws him in the water. He figures out the only way to kill Jason is to drown him because that's how he drowned. That's how his mum went mental because he drowned as a child. And he was in... So, like, the lake in Crystal Lake is actually Jason's kryptonite. So you can't kill him any other way. But if you put him in the water 
like drowning is his fear. So he puts a chain around him and he ends up down in the lake. He gets his neck all cut up and all this. That's why he's so fucked up in this movie. And that's why he looks fucked up because of all the shit that's happened to him previously. That answers one of my later questions. Right. Well, which okay. is fucks with Jason's weird bone structure. <laughs> Because he's been in the lake for 10 years. So according to the weird timeline and the now this is really hard to believe because of, you know, the obvious, but it's set in the year 2000. The film that we watched is set in the year 2000. Yeah. Yes, you're supposed to believe that. That does explain one of the things, because one of the characters in it, I noted down why they dressed her exactly the same as Woody from Toy Story. Then I realised that Toy Story didn't exist, but actually... Toy Story did exist, so it makes more sense that she's dressed as Woody from Toy Story now. Yeah, but it kind of ruins it with the fact that, like, Tina, who's, like, the the Carrie White of this film, her mum has the most 80s haircut you've ever yes. seen in her fucking life. And some of the kids, like, who live next door in the cabin, uh, well, I call them kids and teenagers, but they're clearly all played by, like, 25 to 30. I, I was just about to say exactly <laughs> that, that. I kept Googling everybody's age when the film was in, like, pre-production, because I'm like, right, clearly you're supposed to be about 16 in this. You're 40. <laughs> like, <laughs> The woman who plays Tina is 26, but they had to give her loads of makeup to make her look 16, which I don't think really worked. Well, Billy, what is it? Her love interest, who apparently she hated during filming, oh. but they got along like later on. They got along better, but they didn't like each other. Um, and there's a few um, actors in it who were actually gay, but I, I don't know which ones. I'm pursuing the stoner, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense as well. I was getting big gay vibes off of him and other ones. Maybe they were fucking in real life, because one of my later notes is also... Am I supposed to think the two of them were fucking? Also, I don't know about the doctor and Jason fucking, to be fair, but maybe they were fucking in real life. I thought maybe the mum and the doctor were having some sort of weird affair, because why would she allow him all that time to have access to her daughter? Right, let's go back to the beginning of the film. Also, Google does like filmography, but couldn't find anything I'd watched before. You do know who he is. (laughs) Oh, is he a pervert? No, what film he was in that was famous. No, is he a pervert in the film he was in that's famous? He's Bernie from Weekend at Bernie. Oh! So some people think that this theorise that this is a, a, pre, a prequel to Weekend at Bernie. So after <laughs> that kind of makes him, sense. the two boys from Weekend at Bernie's find him <laughs> and play about his corp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it Andrew McCarthy was one of them? I've never actually seen Weekend at Bernie's. I've, I know like, about it. I think I've seen clips of it where they put sunglasses on him and he's in a car or something and they, they parade him about. But I don't. I've, I, maybe I should watch it. I should really watch Weekend at Bernie, shouldn't I? Should I? I've got a plan for some structure. Now, even though right. we're in the middle of doing this, should I recap the film from my notes and you can yeah. interject with all your Friday the 13th facts? Right. Okay. I feel like we're jumping about a lot. I know we are. Right, okay. I've seen this film previously. I haven't watched it recently, but Mark watched it for the first time. He's not seen, you've not seen any of the other, have you seen any of the other Friday the 13th I've films? seen the first two. Have you seen Freddy vs. Jason? No. Oh my God, you need to watch that film. It's fucking amazing. I did think while watching this though, that it should have been Freddy versus Freddy versus Jason versus Carrie. Like, it was supposed was to be some... Freddy versus Jason, but because they weren't um, owned by New Line at that point, it, they, they did go fell through. So that's why they ended up doing Freddy versus Carrie instead. There was some so... very like clear Freddy imagery mm. bits of it. So I got that. Yeah. And if she okay. had actually been Carrie, again, would have made... Mm. More sense to me. Okay, so you you recap the film, give me your notes, right? Like start from the beginning and all the way through, and then I can interject or whatever. Yeah, go, let's do that. Okay, so we start with a recap, as mm-hmm. we said, which confused yep. me because it's not a TV show. <laughs> fair news. At some point in the recap, it in some way must have implied he was a zombie because I've written, hold on, ask yeah. Leslie this. Did I know he was a zombie? No, Tommy Jarvis 
wanted to kill him again right he was in his grave which doesn't make any fucking sense but he wanted to make sure he was dead so he dug up his grave but accidentally um brought him back frankenstein style because a pole fell into his corpse and then electricity brought him back okay so he's <laughs> so like that's a why he's a zombie, frankenstein's yeah. monster zombie yeah okay i mean not okay but again, was unaware of this from part two. Yeah. But I, I thought maybe it'd come up in part three or something, and I didn't know. Okay, so then after we've had a recap, we go to a girl called Tina, who mm. was, if I'm right in thinking, supposed to be Carrie White, but then they didn't use Carrie White, so now she's Tina. Yeah, right. And what did you think she looked like, the wee girl? Any notes uh, on that? I mean, she had kind of like Cindy Lupu vibes. Who's that? From um, The Grinch. Oh, right. Yeah, I get where you, you're coming from. To me, I thought she looked like, I think of the era that it was made. Like I was also going to say she looked very 80s. Uh, she looks like the little girl from Poltergeist. Yeah, she does. That's what I thought. But anyway, carry on, yeah. <laughs> so we see Tina and her family, yep. and they, I can't establish what's going on, are on holiday at slash possibly live on Camp Crystal Lake. I thought it's where they lived, but... I yeah, could be wrong. that confused the fuck out of me because I was like, yeah, why I do they have that. a big like palatial boathouse in the mm-hmm. middle of a, a pier, abandoned on the yeah, at the end of a pier and an abandoned camp where lots of teenagers have been murdered? Yeah, I know. You think by this point people would fucking know who Jason was and what he did? Even if it wasn't somewhere where lots of teenagers have been murdered, having <laughs> your big fuck off like I'm a millionaire <laughs> boathouse at the end of a pier in a camp for teenagers is just weird anyway. Oh wait, that says a flashback though, isn't it? So she's <laughs> it is, it's flashback. at this point. So you don't realise it's a flashback, but yeah, so it's a recap, then a flashback, then the film starts. How many people Jason's killed at that point? Tina's oh, dad's right. a woman beater. Right, is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's gone fuck. It's gone fuck fuck. I thought they were just having an argument, to be fair. I thought that the dad got a raw deal, but if you think nah, he's an arsehole. Too, okay. too fucking handsy. Like, right. they're having an argument, but he's clearly started the argument. He's clearly the one being aggressive, and then he's the one grabbing her and shaking her. He's a domestic I abuser. I've never seen that. Okay. I thought, I thought it was just... Although your reading makes sense, because obviously when Tina loses control of her powers, which is what happens next, Tina, it turns out, right. Carrie White has telekinetic powers. So she's upset that her mum and dad are having a fight. She runs away from all the noise. She loses control of her powers. Arrow, yes, Tina, do it. Kill that fuckhead. <laughs> but then she started crying, and I was like, why are you crying? See, that confused me because she goes, she runs into a wee boat and her dad comes out obviously concerned about her. He seems nice. Like, Tina, are you all right, Tina? And then she kills her dad. She murders her dad and then cries about it. And I went, but you did that deliberately. You killed your dad. But are you implying that she just didn't know? She was just overly emotional and she didn't kill her dad? I thought she'd lost control of her emotions. But I was fine with her killing her dad. Like, had she actually deliberately killed him? Cool. (laughs) then confuses me later on about why she does what she does if she hates but then Matt reading also makes later on confusing right okay right so what happens after that then we'll get to that bit maybe both of her readings are right maybe she lost control of her powers and her dad wasn't supposed to be a scumbag it was the 80s like domestic abuse was fairly standard apparently back then (laughs) so so then we then the movie starts properly after her recap and flashback and it starts with doctor her psychologist dr cruz oh yeah interviewing her now i assume that in the original draft of the film it was about killing everyone at prom but now he's talking about how it's not her fault that she killed her dad rather than it's not her fault she killed everyone at prom possibly i don't know (laughs) 
Now again, immediately I tried to find out what else Doctor Cruz was from because as soon not when he started speaking, or just as soon as he came up on screen, I was like, he's a pedophile. <laughs> Don't know why. He does come across quite noncy, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got big pedo vibes, which makes no sense because, again, Tina's a 48-year-old woman, so quite how he can be peeding on her, I don't know, but... I honestly thought he was banging the mum. I, mean, I genuinely thought that. The mum is younger than Tina, so is that crazy? Yeah, I mean, her mum does look really young, and she's got, like, this mad, feathered haircut that could only be around in the 80s. I don't even think nowadays someone would want that haircut. No, it's a mega. It's an ironic haircut. thing. Um and and she goes right, so he she's back at Crystal Lake. Yeah, so he's like discharged her but he's mm. coming with her. So he was him, in a mental home. Oh. Yeah. So Dr. Cruz, the mom and Tina are all going back to again confusingly Tina's house, which is at Camp Crystal Lake. But he takes her there because he <coughs> wants to elicit an emotional response. But what's he? He's actually. But he's saying. But what's his real? What's his reason for bringing her there to the mum? I think his reason for bringing her gonna... to the mum was just basically like it's good for her to be home. But I think his real right. reason. Not I think it's very clear as you said that his real reason is that yeah, later on. he wants to put her back in the place where it previously happened to trigger like a massive telekinetic surge out of her. Right, okay. Although also for kind of unclear reasons, like I get he's wanting to study her telekinesis, but I'm like, why does she have to have like a telekinetic breakdown again in order for you to study her? Anyway, that's not cleared up at any point in the film. So so they're then back at the house and him and the mum are sorting stuff out and Tina goes out to the car and her suitcase falls, falls <laughs> with massive all that's in it is French knickers. Yeah, and that's all that's in it. 30 years old called Nick, who yes. is like, they're, they're there, him and all these so-called teenagers who are clearly not are there for a surprise birthday party for their friend who doesn't show up for reasons <laughs> and he goes down and he picks out her knickers and the suitcase yes, which as you say at that point I, I, again quite literally wrote who is this 30 year old <laughs> boy <laughs> passing her knickers and then for some reason at this bit i'm assuming because she's slightly flustered because of the knickers there's like a a rippling of telekinetic energy we can't oh. see this, I'm just inferring. Because it cuts <laughs> to Jason like wriggling under the water. He's doing a wee wriggle oh, dance. Oh right. I don't but remember that. I got my reading was very much that Jason didn't want to come out of the water. He seemed annoyed that there was a telekinetic wriggling. You're not right. like he is annoyed, he's annoyed as fuck with her. Yeah. You can tell at the end, like, because you actually see his face and he's really fucking annoyed. Like, normally Jason isn't annoyed with anybody. He just wanders about aimlessly. You know, it's his face he doesn't have any expression, but he's really annoyed yeah, with her. Raj, she's like, I'm just down yeah. here. Watched <laughs> you threw your dad on me and now you're wiggling me. I, I can't remember what happens after. Does he invite her to his party I next think my door? My notes are slightly jumbled here. Uh, Jason escaped. No, she tries to bring her dad back. Wiggling. She tries to bring her dad back for some fucking reason with You're... her telekinetic powers. I mean, what good would that do? You'd be all fucking mangle, like manky and being in the river, I'm assuming, as long as Jason has. Why? Do, is she a necromancer as well as a telekinetic person? But she accidentally releases Jason instead of her dad. Yes. That's how he gets She goes out. down to the dock and tries to bring her dad back and at the same time... Yeah. Guy whose uncle owns the house that they're staying in, this is another weird line that I wrote oh, down, is okay. in a van with his girlfriend. And they do come into it slightly more later, but it basically keeps cutting in between her and them. She's trying to raise her dad from the dead using her telekinetic powers. And they're in the van, like not actually fucking but fooling around a bit. And then he shouts at her, if this is my uncle's house, why are we sleeping in a van? Which really confused me because he organised the weekend, we find out later. So I'm like, yeah, why are you sleeping in a van? <laughs> 
So anyway, cuts away from them. She can't raise her dad. Jason's then out the water. The guy whose party it is and his girlfriend break down outside of the woods. His girlfriend has spectacular hair. Oh, yeah. She's got, like, Jennifer Grey hair from Dirty Dancing type. Yeah. Her Look. hair was the star of the film, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they break down and then they have to walk through the woods. And then she eventually tells them about, oh, this was all for your... This was actually a surprise party and everything. And I've had to spoil it now for you for some fucking reason. <laughs> It's him that goes to pee. I knew someone went to pee and somebody had a weird line delivery. Oh, is it him? All right. So he, he had a little lunchbox on him or something. I, I don't know. And also is like going to pee is weird because it's like he interrupts her mid-sentence to be like, <laughs> anyway, I need to go pee. And then he jogs away from her. Also really far where I'm like, you're clearly in a long-term relationship and you're on holiday together. I'm not saying just start peeing mid-conversation. <laughs> that admittedly would be weird. But why does he have to run so far away? I suppose they don't know there's a killer. Into the woods. woods. Yeah. So, he runs away into the, or jogs off into the woods, and then she's Jason's first kill, which again is upsetting because she's got good hair. Is it horror he stab? Does he stab her? Yeah, but knife? you don't actually see where he puts the knife. You just see her gasp. You're so right. Might, that is it. Is so he's he... shoving it in her arsehole or her back or her head or neck. Nobody knows. But I think the actual like the footage, the the cut footage from what I've seen, it was a lot bloody. You see the knife go in her back. I think it is, and the blood. That explains why I was unsure as to where the knife went. Yeah, and then he gets him, but I can't remember how he get. What does he do with him? Is a tent thing? No, no, that's someone else. I don't know. No, I think it also cuts away from him. Does he not come back, see her? Oh, you don't actually see him get killed. Right. And then like it's like a spin round, and Jason's there, and then it cuts away, which again, based yeah. on what you said, We're makes annoying. sense. But we assume they're both dead. I think we maybe see his mm-hmm. dead body later. Yeah, in the trees. So then we cut back to in between man in the van's uncle's house and Tina's house and she's talking to i want to call him nick that's nick, the guy's name nick, nick's yeah. the she's talking to nick's 30 year old boy and <laughs> some of the other people at the party is there and one of them <laughs> i'll go for the rest of this this exact name is like a traditional 80s blonde bob bitch yeah melissa melissa fucking, as i wrote down she calls herself melissa yeah she introduces <laughs> herself as melissa and i was like what the I get that that's just a very, like, snotty American way to say Melissa, but yeah. I was like, Melissa? Melissa? What kind of fucking name is Melissa? Then I realised other characters were calling her Melissa. So anyway, she's a sociopath. Yeah, she wears, like, pearl necklace. <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, in, in double tundra or whatever, but yeah, she's got a pearl necklace. She's um, and she maybe. fancies Nick, doesn't she? She does. She's. I think she just wants everyone to want to fuck her. I think oh, she's yeah, got. Oh yeah, she's one of those people, isn't she? she some like serious issues, like way more <laughs> than Jason. Not a joke. Like. And then there's a stoner guy who's like a nerdy, or or is there a stoner guy? And then there's a guy called Eddie or something who's like he writes really bad sci-fi novels or something. These are the two people that then. So when you start meeting everybody that's going to be at the party, I was like. <laughs> Oh, this is an as you know again. Oh, this is an eighties movie. Are Ben and Eddie fucking? I'm pretty sure they're fucking. Yeah, it sounds like they are. And then there's like a kind of nice girl with red hair. Who think you think she's nice? And then there's a sort of short. She reminds me of someone I used to go to college with. This is harsh, but she does. She's the one with character. The, I fucking love Velma. Maddie with the the glasses that yes has the the most pointless makeover I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> Anyway, she's just she's Velma. Velma from Scooby Doo. Yeah, she she's a bit like Velma from Scooby Doo, but not as good looking. Really short, stubby legs for some. I don't know. That's quite harsh. But anyway, she um fancies David the Stoner, and so does her pal. But because her pal's obviously 
better looking and taller he goes for her instead was it so who says to her why don't you just you know look better and then maybe you've got a i mean i feel like that's a melissa Al thing to say but might be or it might be a pat i don't know but she does anyway right so what happens where are we we're they're they're getting ready for the party yeah so she meets the people that are getting ready for the party he invite nick invite no they're getting ready for the party and nick's invited her to the party melissa was being a wank about the fact that she's coming oh then melissa and her blonde the... friend are in bikinis and and but they filmed this in the winter so they've got to pretend it's sunny and she goes like there goes the neighborhood or something yeah which is weird <laughs> but, uh, yeah racist I, I don't know why i didn't write well racist but also <laughs> If you take it out of the racist context and are just like, I'm like, well, that it doesn't make any sense. It's not like she's carrying a bag of dismembered baby parts or no, something. But it's like the weird it's thing is, racism. I just remembered there's a couple of black people in this film. Um, there's one of them is co- the woman that dresses like Woody from Toy Story. Yeah, and she's got a side ponytail. And then there's the black guy, and of course they're a couple because you know yes. you can't have interracial <laughs> sex. Anyway, yeah, okay. So, then he, she gets invited. Then it cuts to. I wasn't sure if the people camping in the woods or not were. No, I don't to, think. Or if they were just right. random campers. But anyway, they get killed. Campers. We'll discuss them. He goes to get firewood, gets stabbed, and then she gets dragged out in a sleeping bag <laughs> and beaten to death off a tree, which is amazing. Right. In the cut footage, Kane Hodder, who plays uh, Jason Vort, that was his first time playing Jason, but he's seen as the definitive Jason, he Kane did a Hodder. Good job. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to hire him at first because they thought he was too short, but like. The guy who wanted to hire him did a video of him throwing people through walls and stuff as Jason. He's like, that he is good. He's like, okay, fair enough. Um, but the original footage that they cut was actually a lot more vigorous than that. Where he picks the the woman in the uh, sleeping bag and slams her off the the tree about six, seven times. I think it was cut perfectly. It was comedy gold. I think it was, yeah. That in that case, it was cut better than if they left the original one in. I think definitely, yeah. <laughs> So then it's the party and mm-hmm. um, what's her face? Carrie, that's not Carrie. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call her Carrie. Well, Carrie arrives. Tina, Tina. And then confusingly, Melissa was like to one of her other pals, oh, look, it's Marilyn Munster. And I was like, is that meant to be a dick? Oh, yeah. Marilyn like, Munster was like the normal one and she was yeah. hot. Yeah, like, <laughs> so like oh, look, it's a Sorry. normal but hot blonde girl. Like, <laughs> what? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. Why is she openly hostile towards her? Is it because Nick clearly fancies her? Yes. And she. I think I don't know. She does seem to be mental towards everyone. Mm. And it's Kate that she's speaking to because I've written next to it. Right. She says this to Woody from Toy Story. So that's Kate. The black girl. Okay. The black girl. And then I have lots of notes on the girl that we were talking about that's got Velma vibes. Uh, Firstly, is she an alcoholic? Because I get they're all drinking, but she's like really drinking. I can't remember (laughs) her drinking. Secondly, she's my favourite, which I've already mentioned. And then at one point, Melissa Al tries to talk to her and her pal, and (laughs) Velma basically calls her a whore, which I liked. Oh, the the one with the red hair? No, like uh, Melissa Al is trying to talk to Velma and the one with the red hair. Yeah. And Velma basically like calls her a slag and walks off. I'm like, okay, I like that. Well, she pretty much is. To be fair. (laughs) I can't remember. I didn't write down exactly what she said, but it was basically what you just said that. She was making fun of Carrie and Tina. Velma says, like, basically says, oh, you're only being rude about her because you want to fuck Nick. Yeah. Because you want to fuck everyone. And mm, then removes herself from the situation. And I was like, yeah, good move. Melissa then continues to just do absolutely mental things and be rude to everyone to the point that I then looked up her age and she was 26 when this was being found. Which means she needs to be sectioned. Like, 
Didn't if you're she... 26 and you're acting like a nasty 11-year-old at a party. Yeah, and she tries to fuck one the geeky guy with the comic books to try and make Nick jealous. But is Nick even there when she no. does that? And Nick so how would he know? What? <laughs> and she she dresses the stoner up in a sort of straight jacket thing to take the piss out of Tina, who's Carrie. And then she walks away. Does she go away from the party at that point? I can't remember. But anyway, yeah pisses off tina no and then she does the thing with the then her telekinesis kicks in and the the perils around Malifau's yes. neck start like strangling her yeah she, as if she wants to strangle her with the perils but then the perils Which just snap i mean then you can call her like monster if you want i think you'd be right to say that if that happened to you yeah that that insult would make sense after she used telekinesis to try yeah. and strangle her but not before for some reason my next question for you is okay. tv that's not a question tv well she flings the tv across the room or I can't remember why she does that. Are you is that, that what you're talking about? Why does she fling a TV across the room? I think the Doctor Cruz is winding her up. Oh there's a there's a mad picture of her dad in the cabin that triggers her or something. <laughs> it's just so cruel and then there's a bit where he's trying he wants to get her to practice her telekinesis and there's like a match but there's a box of matches on like a child's desk and you see it move but it's obviously moved by magnet um and then she sets it on fire and then he's trying to get her wound up so that she the more upset she is she's trying to tell that she sees visions of people getting killed i think she has a premonition of the birthday boy yes getting killed and then she finds she does because she mutters to Nick that he's dead but doesn't explain properly. Yeah, and then they're all looking at her like, what the fuck are you on about? Because she freaks out at the party because she has that vision. She drops her coke. There's a lot of product placement in this movie as well. And then, then she goes back to the cabin and she finds a piece of metal stuck in it which proves that Jason's out there. But she doesn't know who's J- who Jason is. She's never, like, why has no one ever heard of him? Obviously, yes. he's notorious there at Camp Crystal Lake. And again, the amount of murders that have been carried out there and clearly nobody's yeah. been arrested for it. So <laughs> you think if somebody was like, someone's been murdered, you'd be like, oh, fuck. They're all, oh, no. not acting like Melissa Alice. Um, then Russell, which character Russell? Uh, I don't know. He's the guy that's shagging the redhead girl. I thought that was David, but maybe I'm Maybe he is called David. Russell. Andrew's the well, redhead Russell, girl, yeah. Or Eddie's the... F- Oh, fucking hell, right. Um, there's too many people in this. Let me see. There's Nick, there's Melissa, Sandra, uh, who's Michael, Jane, Russell, yeah, Eddie. Oh, yeah, okay, no, I'm just looking up the cast as well. David, Robin, Judy, Kate. Was Russell the black guy? No, Russell is... Can't think of a way to describe him. Oh, wait, Russell is the boyfriend of the blonde girl in the lake that does the skinny dip. Yes, that's yes. what. So Russell's Russell's the guy that's uncle owns the cabin. Yeah, right. That's it. That's right. Uh huh. Because he goes mental, doesn't he? Because he's like, don't break shit to Melissa. Yes. Or something, and she does. Yeah, because it's his 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 cabin, so he wants it. He doesn't want anyone to break anything. And that's why after that conversation, so everything he's saying is perfectly reasonable, and obviously Melissa was awful. And his girlfriend, just basically, again, the way that she's reacting to everything, I decided that she clearly must have a developmental disability. Like, that's the only explanation. So I feel it's odd that he's dating her. Like, that's taking advantage. Right. So then and, we uh-huh. cut back to yeah. not Carrie White's house. Tina. We cut back to Tina's house. And at this point, the creepy doctor guy has the spike. Right, yeah. What's that he doing? the What's camper had been pinned on. Right, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Now, for some reason, my assumption here was that him and Jason were in it together and possibly a couple. That later transfers <laughs> me wrong, and I don't know why that was my thinking. 
I had had several glasses of wine while watching it, to be fair. Jason's never had a love interest. It could have been the doctor, but as you pointed out, that's when the man falls out the tree. So the doctor's Mm -hmm. wandering around the woods with Spike and the man falls out a tree. And then Jason comes at him with a spike. So I think they both just have tent pegs. I can't remember, but there's a scene where the mum comes in to his office and finds... A v- it's supposed to be the year 2000 but there's a clamshell VHS tape and she puts it in <laughs> and sees it the footage of him filming Tina and saying I need to get her emotionally imbalanced I need to get her upset because the more upset she is the more that she'll have her telekinetic powers but what what is the point of this like I don't know what he's trying to do is he trying yeah, there's to no, like, like they don't give him any clear aim as to why he's trying to make her overload is he trying to her harness her powers, powers? Like, what does he want with her? Is, I don't know. Um, and then she finds all of the... Uh, he's got files. He knows Jason Voorhees. He, he's got all the files about the murders and stuff. So that's why he deliberately brings her there in the hope that Jason will fuck everything up and then she'll fight him or, I don't know, <laughs> Again, scared, you know because what? it is her house. So, right. yeah, the implication is that he wants to use her powers for something we're not sure about. So he's bringing mm-hmm. her to somewhere where Jason might be so that she has to use her powers except that the place that he's bringing her is her own home. So wait, who's, who's Which next? Which is just a die? very strange coincidence. Who dies next? It's got to be one of the kids. Is this when, so everybody start? I, I think um, Sandra, who's mm-hmm. the woman who's developmentally disabled, and Russell, is this when they go skinny dipping? She goes skinny dipping and he starts to take his clothes off. She's in the water and then he gets an axe to the face. Yes. And she's screaming. But again, it's not very graphic. But in the un- the the cut footage that you see that the the that they cut out, uh, they call him clam face, which is pretty fucked up because <laughs> like he's got a face like a vagina because the way the axe hits his face cleaves it open. But you don't actually see that in the movie. And then she's screaming, and then for some reason Jason just jumps in the water and then pulls her down and drowns her, which yes. he thinks would be his weakness, but he just does it for fun. <laughs> Yeah, you confused me when you said earlier that the water is his weakness, because even though I believe you, I'm like, but he he goes into Camp Camp Crystal Lake. No, he's in Camp Crystal Lake. He goes into Crystal Lake to drown that woman. But maybe maybe he needs to be tied down. Also, maybe she doesn't know how to stand up. Like, again. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me why he does (laughs) that. (laughs) So then as a tradition at that point in the movie, everybody's fucking somewhere. Yeah, they're all fucking... Except for Melissa, who's just walking around being mentally unstable. She's trying to seduce Eddie, the, the geek guy. And uh, the redhead, who's Megan, no, what's her name? Maddie's so-called friend, bangs David. She gets stoned with him and he says, I'm going to go get something to eat. This is my favourite bit. And you see, um, I don't know if you noticed, but Jason is hiding in the corner. You see a glimpse of him with the lightning. Oh, no. uh, or with the, well, he's got a flashlight. So I think he's moving his flashlight around. And you see a glimpse of Jason standing in the corner. It's, one, it's actually a really good shot, but you never seen it. So <laughs> never mind. <clears throat> There's a no, scene my where... favourite bit, because I didn't notice he was in the corner, okay. was just that he goes to make a sandwich and notices that there's blood everywhere. <laughs> but then carries on trying to make a sandwich after acknowledging the blood, and then is like sliding about in the blood of his friends, <laughs> but continuing to try to make a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, he stones me, he probably doesn't care. But do you know what annoyed me as well in that scene where she's like, she's upstairs and she's wondering where he is, and she's like, come on. <laughs> and she opens up a cupboard and a cat just randomly ru- like jumps out. It's such a fucking cliche. What the fuck is yeah, the cat doing like in there? Yeah, very like horror movie thing. Cat yeah. <laughs> 
why is the cat in the closet? But then why is Ma- where's Maddie at this point? Because Jason gets her, but she's gone upstairs to give herself a makeover to try and get David to be attracted to her. But I'm, I've, I've seen a review on YouTube where someone said she kind of just looks like E.T. in a wig. <laughs> I'm wondering if her being killed is cut because I don't actually remember her. Like, I know she's killed, but I don't remember him killing her. She's out in the woods and I don't know why she was out there. She's looking for someone. And uh, she's got a little short mini skirt on and she's taking her glasses off and put some lipstick, teased her hair out a little bit. She's, it's not a great makeover, to be fair. It doesn't look that much different. It's not It's not very um, effective, let's put it that way. And she's out there and then she ends up in a barn or something. Jason chases her or grabs her from behind and pulls her in. I don't. Again, I don't think you actually see her get killed. It's just implied. That must Jason be why. puts his arms out from behind a, a, a shed and grabs her and pulls her in. I think that's how it is. Which I suppose there is a clear like he's not gonna like high five her and let her go, but at the same time, the implication is that she might have got away. <laughs> Maybe um, he's like, actually, you're look. You, if you had a makeover, you've taken your glasses and let your hair down. <laughs> Fuck it, you you can go. <laughs> Does he kill Eddie? He kills Eddie before her, doesn't he? Eddie, who's that? That's I, I don't know. How, no, he gets a no. He he opens Billy's present and it says personal penis enlarger. Yeah. And it's a magnifying glass. And then Jason's like sneaking up behind him and he chops him in the neck with an axe. And then. But she is um David's girlfriend gets. Uh, well sex buddy gets thrown out a window and I have a lot of um, issues with this killer so he corners her he throws her out a window but it's not very high so no. I'm like feasibly she could have survived that because all like, even feasibly, she would probably like, it would be highly likely she would have survived it yeah I mean you don't see her head like bleeding out or anything or smashed it, if anything she's just got like a few broken ribs and an ankle or something <laughs> she could just get up and walk away you never see her again <laughs> So then everyone who's left like sort of regrouped and nobody can really work out what's going on. And for some reason, nobody kills Melissa because my genuine assumption where they are would be this woman is completely mentally unhinged. (laughs) It's her. Yeah. So it basically ends up with just Tina... Nick and Melissa in the cabin, his uncle's cabin. She has a vision of her mum being killed. No, 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 she doesn't. She runs away. I'm backtracking here. At some point, Tina finds out about the doctor and that and con- confronts her mum and the doctor, and then she fucks off in a car. And, and then the mum and the doctor end up out in the woods. Yeah. And then reasons. while she's driving out in the woods, she has a vision of her mum being killed by Jason, so she crashes the car, and I think maybe Nick finds her and then brings her back in to the cabin and then it's her and Tina and Melissa yeah and and I can't mom. even remember what the doctor's death was but I wrote oh, down I do. this is a shite death. how can you not remember it's fucking hilarious I wrote down this is the shitest death did you uh-huh. Right, well, they're out in the woods looking for Tina, right? So they're obviously trying to find her, but Jason's there and he wanders up and the doctor sees him and he uses the mum as a human shield. So she gets impaled by a gardening object, like a gardening implement. And then for some reason, I don't know where the fuck he gets this. Jason's got this tree, electric tree car. It's like a blade, like a circular blade saw thing. <laughs> And he falls he falls while running away from Jason and Jason just cuts him in half with the blade thing. But again, yeah. it's not very bloody, but in the uncut footage, you actually see his guts and everything fly out, but they cut that. So it's I like, think that might have been what it is. So like yeah, yeah. if it was actually 
maybe it was because that implies it's going to be a fun kill and then it was boring. Yeah, it was boring because he cut it. It was just shit. The whole point of going to see a horror movie is to see all the gory kills. Why would you cut it all out? It's just ridiculous. So then Jason yep. shows up at the house. Marlissa yeah, is there as is um, Nick and Tina. Nick and Tina. Tina like absolutely fucks him up and smashes him through the stairs using telekinesis. No, but before that, Melissa gets killed. You're forgetting. She answers the door. No, no does he? He keeps coming back though, doesn't he? he oh no, so he must. Does she take him down in the woods? Mm, yeah, I think she does. She sees him and then she starts using her telekinetic powers. No, oh, yeah, and she's like her. fucking him up and stuff that's lying about the crash site, isn't she? Uh, yeah, and he, he ends up in water and she electrocutes him with a wire, not yes. realising that electrocuting Jason just makes him stronger, as we've seen before in previous movies, that lightning brings him back. So, um, but for some reason, Melissa answers the door and Jason's there and he again slams an axe into her face. And which that's how she is, Which is funny. Yeah. It's quite, and they don't seem to give a shit about that. <laughs> I mean, fair. And then Jason stoats into the house and is surrounded that's by true. birthday balloons, which I really liked as an image yeah. and should be on cards. <laughs> jumps through a window at some point that's a classic jason thing like in every film you always either like grab someone through a window so i've always learned in these horror films like these films never ever if there's a, a serial killer about stands in front of a window because <laughs> he's going to get you through it this i've is- also to backtrack slightly yep. before he kills Marlissa, uh-huh. <laughs> tina is trying to convince Marlissa that jason's coming to kill them and even though everyone is quite clearly dead she sort of yawns at her and then she turns to Nick and says, I'm going back to bed. Wanna come? <laughs> she does not. <laughs> I'm like, right. But even if you don't believe Tina, your friends are dead all over the house. Like, Is this the time to be shagging? Again, she's clearly a sociopath. Aye, all right. Let's do it. <laughs> I can't remember why Jason jumps through the window, but he does. I don't know what point that happens. Um, I've also got a note here that just says hand in a mouth, head in a pot, flying trees, yes. Oh yeah, because th- before she gets flung through the window, she opens again. I, I think she opens another cupboard and sees her boyfriend's head. Like Jason likes playing about with the corpses. He does. So, he's very creative. But how does the head end up in a plant pot? I don't know. But at some reason, it turns into Home Alone. Because yeah, you're right. He goes up the stairs, and uh, Tina turns round and. <laughs> Very reminiscent of Home Alone with the plant, uh, the paint pots, throws a light into Jason's face and then he just sort of falls like a tree through the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and then immediately comes out of the wherever he fell and grabs her and she puts him down under the floorboards and then he somehow manages to jump up and pull her down with him. At this point, I wrote very Home Alone. like a really, really thick Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Or does she, um, before he goes through the, the hole in the floor, she squeezes his head with her telekinetic powers and all this goo comes out and that's when his mask gets ripped off and yes. you see his fucked up face. And he's really pissed off. Like you say, he's Raj. <laughs> she's the here. only one that's Ooh. actually fought back. Is this a new look for Jason? <laughs> yeah, but you can see, they've deliberately did it so that you can see all his previous injuries from the, the previous films where he gets shot in the head and he gets like macheted through his mask so there's a, a cut through his mask but you see that in his face and why he's all like decayed and shit because you know he's been in the water for 10 10 years um so he's clearly annoyed he was never a good looking boy anyway <laughs> I mean, come on. then he's had a 
sort of lopsided face. They're um, basically having this yeah. massive fight. He's smashing up the floor. Yeah, he's getting really pissed At one point, off. he tries Neil. to stamp on Nick's arse. He throws him <laughs> back through the floor. They both end up in the basement part of the house. Yeah. It's got a Freddy Krueger boiler in it. Yes. And she um she throws nails into his head, which is a bit Hellraiser-ish. Yes. And then she gets petrol and sprays him with that, with her mind bullet. And then the boiler... The fire shoots out like a cannon out the boiler and sets them ablaze. And then they I escape. there's supposed to be an implication here as well that, like, because Jason is unstoppable, as we know that's Jason's yeah. thing, that it's like, who will win? But I just feel like she's better than him. Oh, she's totally badass. Yeah, like, she's, her powers have gone full, like, and that's why you get so, Dark Phoenix Madness. Like, that's why he's so fucking pissed off at her because Jason never usually shows emotions, but you can see in his face he's fucking raging. He's Which so is why, great. as I've noted, they stop battling for a minute and have a staring contest because he's so annoyed. Yeah. They just, like, intensely stare at each other for a couple of minutes. Plant pots with heads, the head that he cut off thrown at him. You'd be annoyed. And, uh, yeah, so that scene, Kane Hodder was literally set on fire for real, and it was one of the longest stunts where a man has been set on fire because normally they cut away when they set someone on fire and then come back to it. But he was on fire for 40 seconds, which in the business at that time, I don't know if it's been bettered, has the longest time someone's been on fire for that amount. Rather impressive. It's a shame you didn't set Melissa on fire, but still. (laughs) But then it doesn't make sense because they leave the house and it explodes. (laughs) They leave the house and it explodes and Nick turns to Tina and says, Tina. Let's get out of here. Actually, Tina, are you okay? Oh, yeah. Before he says, let's get out of here, which I feel is a very strange question. Because, again, the way in which it's delivered isn't like, mm. oh, my God, are you going to be okay? It's just like, are you okay? Like, as if you've tripped over, like, the curb or something. Not, yeah. are you okay? An undead zombie beast has killed everyone at this party. <laughs> and you have no, to have no. a telekinetic fight with them under the floor of the house. Now the oh, house is on fire. Yeah, he doesn't seem that bothered that all his mates are dead. Most like, of them. Like she says, them. I've lost absolutely everything. Everything's gone. And he's like, ah, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> and then for some fucking mad reason, they don't see Jason coming up behind them. And he grabs Tina and throws her across the, the pier. I'm like, okay, where did he come from? He must have been extremely fast to get out of that house that exploded. Oh, so this is where it just keeps going for too long now. I get that's the thing right. with these films, but I feel like she's now at this point killed him so many times yeah. where I just wrote, fuck off, Jason. <laughs> when I saw him coming and they didn't see him, like, no, come on. Like, I like the previous times you kept coming back from her attacks, but like, fuck off. What, uh, you describe what happens after that because it's now, just it's mad. I will describe, although for my final section, I've not taken any notes. I've just written what in giant letters. Okay. So <laughs> the ghost of Tina's dad. No, it's not his ghost. Well, I was going to say recorporealizes again, much like Jesus. So comes out right. of the lake mm-hmm. and recorporealizes. So he right. comes back into full human form. Yep, with just some mud splashed across his face. Yeah, basically like sort of forgives. Tina, yeah, which is unnecessary see, because he's the domestic abuser. I so had a big problem. Yeah, I had a major problem with that. Because I'd be like, well, if I was her dad, I'd be like, fuck you, let her die. You killed me, you bitch. <laughs> but if we combine both the readings again, and what we were actually supposed to understand <laughs> is that he wasn't a domestic abuser, him and the mum were just having an argument, and she lost control yeah. of her powers, 
then I suppose that makes sense. But all right. She's always felt guilty about what she did to her dad. And then the dad drags Jason back into the water, which yeah. he now apparently he puts a is rehabilitated by again. He puts a chain around Jason's neck before he, he does. does that, though. And pulls him back in the lake, yeah. I'm assuming he anchors him down at some point. I don't know. I think while she's on the ground and Jason's coming for her, she summons her dad from the dead. His actual, It's supposed to be his actual corpse, I don't think. But I like the way you described it, that his ghost reassemble like recor what's the word recorporializes corporalizes that's a that's a difficult word for me (laughs) (laughs) i can only say small words mark i can't say big words you know this (laughs) why you do this well we go with uh, our dad's body gets back it gets back it gets back into its meat form that's what (laughs) i would do i would put it (laughs) Yeah, and and the again in the movie they wanted to right before they cut it all out the previous footage they actually made him which makes more sense really if he was under the water all that time he came out as a sort of mangled up fucked up corpse all slimy and shit which I think would probably have been better but they decided nah fuck that let's just have him look like a normal guy with a bit of mud on his face admittedly if he'd come out as a mangled mud corpse I wouldn't have actually known who he was supposed to be because I feel like I'd forgotten about that bit of the film by the end of the film so I kind of get the logic I think yeah if you think of it from your point of view that it wasn't actually his corpse it was just his re-constituted meat body from coming from the (laughs) the spirit to the other side I mean, either way makes no sense, though. Had I thought that's just a mud monster, that makes the same amount of sense as our telekinesis has caused her dad to reform momentarily so that he can chain Jason up and drag him to the bottom of the lake. Why did they not retrieve his body from the lake when she was a wee girl? Also a good question. What? How many fucking bodies are in that lake <laughs> I mean really there's a lot because like if you think of the previous movies there's people that have been killed by Jason in that lake I don't know whether their bodies were retrieved but you'd think they would have found a dad so which makes me again think even more that it was his ghost reconstituted and then he just dissolved I was going to say maybe because there's so many deaths there they just uh, comb the lake every couple of years but even then <laughs> it would be like the future so I don't know but yeah and then it ends with them getting taken away in a his and her bed in the ambulance like they're next to each other but i don't see why he should be in the ambulance because he looks fine Nick. i mean he does look fine but he might have like smoke inhalation or something yeah maybe yeah plus he's had to spend lots of time with melissa and that's all <laughs> <laughs> they're getting taken away to the lunatic asylum i think i don't think they're getting taken to the hospital and uh, there's also a, a cameo of the director who's like a fireman he picks up the two parts of jason's mask that's the director of the movie and oh. that's how it ends but did you know that usually in tra- as a tradition in the Friday the 13th films, there's always an uh, like a post-credit scene or uh, another additional scene where someone's on the lake and gets jumped by Jason. Uh, but they cut it out. So what was supposed to happen is that there's a fisherman on Camp Crystal Ra- Lake and he's in his boat and you see him and he's, he's making these weird sex noises and he's like, oh, oh, because he's caught a big fish. And you see him get the fish and he turns around and he sits with his back to the lake on the boat like sideways and then of course Jason comes up from behind and grabs him and pulls him in the water as is tradition but they cut that out do you know why they cut it out no I don't know okay. they maybe thought it was necessary <laughs> I mean my tone I'm talking about other people's line delivery my tone sounded like I knew why they cut it out I don't oh. either I was just wondering if you did 
No, I just, I don't know. Because it was usually, that's what you do in a Jason film. Maybe they just, I don't know why they call it. It didn't really have the classic theme tune either of the ma, 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 It was more yes. like someone bashing trash cans together. Like, I didn't like that. <laughs> but it's the year 2000, so maybe that was the futuristic music true. of the millennium. <laughs> that the 1980s thought it was going to be. Yeah. What did you think overall, though? Apparently Tina was supposed to be like a recurring character like uh, Tommy uh, was in the previous films, but yeah, they just didn't they didn't go along with it. Um, they changed it to it just ended up with Jason goes to Manhattan, which is a nutty film in itself. I would have liked it if they revisited Tina in that. Yeah, I'd I also think what like were... it if whatever it is about the Camp Crystal Lakeness that brought Jason back from the dead somehow brought Melissa. <laughs> back from the dead because i feel like she would be a good movie villain because i mean she is unhinged and she does want to fuck everyone so maybe she could be jason's like harley quinn yeah like he's not interested in her yeah but she just follows him about but he's not interested in her i think that would be a good take that would be great (laughs) (laughs) if he was just talking around killing people and yeah she was following him around being like joanna go to bed now big boy and then just like shouting at women to stop looking at him or she goes around killing people in front of Jason to try and make him jealous, but he's just again he doesn't give a fuck. And the thing is, poor Jason can't kill him. insults to them. <laughs> going up and stabbing a woman in the neck and being like, "Well, look at Miss Pamela Anderson, circa 1992." <laughs> That's a compliment. Why are you complimenting people as an insult? I don't know. I think out of all the hairstyles, she could probably get away with being in the year 2000. Because all the rest of the women's hairstyles were just like ridiculously 1980s. Maybe not the redhead. She could probably pass, but the rest of them, fucking no way. Big massive bouffant perms and I feel like huge Velma big hair. as well. No, like, no, of, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a nice outfit, but there's plenty of people <laughs> who dress like that nowadays. Not plenty of people. There's some. Well, there's a handful of people. Like I said, like back in the early 2000s, there was a girl I went to college with who looked a bit like her. Like the same height. She had a bit of a, a bitch face, to be fair, but like, <laughs> Maddie did. Um, I felt sorry for her. I, I like to think that she got away, like Jason let her go. Cause she I like your past. idea. Yeah. I don't even want to say you're hot now. I would have liked it if Jason had pulled her behind there and then said, like, Maddie. <laughs> you just sorry, be you. And this is that voice. Maddie, never change for anyone. And then just went and carried on killing everyone else. I was killed because I was a fucking ugly freak. Yes. <laughs> Don't let that happen to you. <laughs> Off you go. I think Don't Maddie was Jason. probably my favourite character. I think my favourite character was Melissa. Because <laughs> she's just such a mega bitch. I think she's the most iconic character. Like, again, possibly yeah. more than Jason. She was yeah. clearly one of the most evil villains in horror film history. My favourite kill is, obviously, the, and we'll probably mutually agree on this, is the, yeah, the sleeping bag kill. Yep, sleeping bag kill was the best kill by a mile. It was. <laughs> Does it make you think, like, uh, if you go camping, that that could happen to you? I mean, wouldn't you just unzip yourself? I don't know how you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What would you do in that situation? Also, you'd have to be like pretty strong to pick me up. Oh yeah, <laughs> with that much ease and strike me violently off a tree. A bit of trivia: Kane Hodder was so frustrated because of how heavy the bag was. He actually managed to lift it. That's how fucking beefy he is. Um, and it was like a bag full of sand. I think they had like a, a mannequin in there that was weighed down with sand. 
and um, he gets frustrated and he kicks the bag at the end, like when he drops it, and they kept that in the movie. It was, I mean, it was properly hilarious, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? Does it? Would you watch the rest of the movies now that you've seen that one? I, re- I highly recommend that you do. Yeah, I liked how unhinged it was. <laughs> like it was fun, but deranged. There's um, you, you've got to watch Freddy versus Jason. It's really it's funny as fuck it's the last one that Kane Hodder was in I think no I don't know if Kane Hodder was maybe it was someone else that played Jason I don't know I can't remember it did make me want there to be an actual Freddy versus Jason versus Carrie like they should do a versus T yeah do you think that she looks a bit like Sissy Spacek with blonde hair a little yeah she had a- maybe a little bit but uh, she, she's a better I think she would have made a better Carrie because she actually you know one against the bullies and didn't take no shit <laughs> and she's one of the only final girls to actually fight back against jason which is why he was so pissed off because no one's ever done that before with him and i mean she did a really good job of fighting back against him yeah definitely i think what they were intending to do for uh, a sequel to that is that it would be her in a mental institute and jason comes back and kills his way through the mental institute to get to tina and then i guess they fight again or whatever Maybe they could have had Freddy versus Jason versus Tina versus Melissa, where <laughs> Freddy's, no, Jason is breaking into the Mental Institute to kill Tina, but Freddy is using the Mental Institute to build up his power by haunting the nightmares of people in the Mental Institute. And Melissa, as you suggested earlier, is just tagging along, trying to seduce Jason as an unhinged zombie. Do you think she'll try and fuck Freddy to get to Jason? <laughs> but Jason, uh, but Freddy's like, sorry, you're too old for me, bitch. <laughs> I was thinking like, the other way, it? like maybe Freddy almost has killed Jason and then Melissa comes out and is like, that's my man. Again, something that's not an insult <laughs> to be this time. <laughs> that's my man, Brad. And then starts attacking him. You've kind of got the plot of Freddy versus Jason a little bit there. Okay. About why Freddy wants to use Jason to Kate, like right? increase the nightmares. Yes, because kids are no, they've forgotten about Freddy, but they all remember Jason. Oh, poor Freddy. So he needs to create more nightmares so that he gets more power or some shit like that. I don't know. It's not in fitting with the logic of this film where nobody remembers Jason, even when they're there yeah. at the crimes. Because again, Melissa is like, nobody's dead. Also, sandwich guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These people are literally surrounded by his corpse, the victims of his corpse, and are just carrying pot. on with their days. Oh no, he ends up with the head in the plant pot, sorry, the stoner guy, I think. I don't know. And then there's like so many bodies just hanging from the trees all the time. One of my other notes that I didn't bother reading was, yeah, Freddy really likes putting corpses in trees. Oh, Jason. Not Freddy. Jason really likes putting corpses in trees. Yeah, but he has done that in previous movies. He likes to arrange the corpses in a playful way, like a bit of art, so that someone can find it and get a surprise. And then he kills them and adds to his little collection. I think it's quite funny. Maybe it's his playful side because he never really grew up. Like, he died as a wee boy in the lake, right? He was, like, 12 or something, maybe younger. But then, for some reason... He didn't die and he, he lives in the woods and he grows up into a big hulking freak man. But there is a stupid explanation ex, explanation about why Jason keeps coming back and why he's so evil, which is um one of the worst movies ever in the franchise, I think, which is Jason. I think Jason goes to hell. I think it's that one. And why? He's why? got a demon worm inside him. <laughs> a demon <laughs> worm went up his arse in the lake and that's why he's evil. And do the demon worms 
go up anyone's arse who goes into the lake. So there's a demon worm and yeah, it it can go from Jason, because Jason's fucking blown to smithereens at this point for some reason, I don't know, and then the worm goes into the coroner's body and and possesses him. So it goes from one person to the next until somehow it ends up is Jason again? I can't remember. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And you can only kill him by using a dagger, a special dagger. And like you bring in evil dead stuff like the Necromicon. Freddy versus Jason versus Caddy. Carrie versus Melissa versus <laughs> versus kind of Venom. Yeah. It's just it doesn't make sense. I think my you favorite... know that the woman who played mm-hmm. not Melissa, the other one that we don't hate. Pretend Carrie. Tina. Tina. When she was a little girl at the start of the film is the woman with the like big scar across her face and tank girl. I've only seen tank girl once and I was only a wee girl when I saw it and it confused me because there was like kangaroo people in it and she was banging kangaroos. But no, I don't I don't remember her. (laughs) But yeah, okay. I learned that the mum, the one with the mad 80s haircut, like it's totally feathered. It's like short but feathered. Yes. I, it's, you'd have to see it to believe it she was the voice of one of the transformers so she does a lot of voiceovers oh and cartoons and stuff not that anyone cares but that's what she was famous for i mean that's pretty cool so in terms of before we wrap this up what do we think about telekinesis do you think it's real maybe we should add that to the list yeah maybe we should oh and before i do um we have a request oh okay about this from one of our listeners to add to the list mark so um let me find it so one of our listeners cheryl call caldwell warmington has asked us if we could do a podcast on loab the ai demon okay. i never heard of this of you nope but it sounds cool okay well add it to the list or we can just choose to record it on a specific time i don't know what do you want to do with that uh well i stick it on the list just now i just stick it on the list yeah so we might like to jump the list at some point in time, but I feel like stick it in the list just now. Loab, so that's L-O-A-B, the AI demon. Okay. Listener request. Thanks very much, Cheryl, for that. Yes, we will get that's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we do re- we do welcome any requests or comments or whatever you want to ask us. If you've got any questions about Jason Voorhees or Melissa, or, then please <laughs> feel free to ask away. So what would you give this movie out of 10? <laughs> Now, although I've said I'd watch more of them, you know I like a trash film. Mm, it's quite trashy. Yeah, I feel like I'd give it like a five. Well, I disagree. I would give it... It's disappointing because of the gore, but I would say because of the the yeah, sleeping bag death scene, I would give it a seven, as in it is number seven in the series, so I'm going to give it another <laughs> seven out of ten. I feel like that's but, fair, given the sleeping bag scene. The earlier films I do prefer, I think, Friday the 13th part three and four, or maybe two. Like the earlier ones are my favourite. Better gore. Yes. And, I really enjoyed oh, the first two. And I enjoyed this one for different reasons. There's one where Christopher Glover from, you know, Back to the Future, before he was in yeah. Back to the Future, he does this fucking mad dance <laughs> while he's in the cabin. I would check that out. It's so funny. He's odd. He, he, plays, George McFly. he plays George McFly in the Back to the Future films. He's always been a bit of a, a nutter. Is it Brian Glover? No, what is, it? Is it, what is his name? Crispin is, Glover. Cris, Crispin, Crispin Glover, that's right. That guy fascinates me, he really does. I wish he was in more shit. He's crazy. I'm now Googling like Crispin Glover dance. Oh, dance in Friday the 13th. Okay, hold on. Let's have a look at this. Is it there? Your random YouTube advert, which you don't think we're allowed to play on the podcast. So let's hold that could... one. 
I could. I, I don't. It's fine. I've muted it. Right, hold on. Okay. Oh no, no, it's, it's been a wank. It was right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, turn it up. We'll play it out with this. It's um. I don't know how to describe his dance. It's like going from very low energy to very high energy quite rapidly. Um, <laughs> but his face is not registering that he's dancing, really. Does he move his arms? Whoa. I think he removes his arms a bit more. Right. Yeah, he's like sort of doing big... That was very strange. <laughs> it's my favourite part in that movie. It was like he's never seen dancing before and somebody's told him to... Like, and the next bit your character dances, he's like, oh, okay, like, I can roughly work out what that means. Yeah, it was Friday the 13th, the final chapter. I'm just playing it, it now. Not actually the final Friday the 13th movie. Uh, here he is. I don't know what that music is. Yeah, he's moving his arms, but he's like jerking about and then stopping and then jerking about. <laughs> like he's been electrocuted. Yes, like he's having a fit, but nobody's trying to help him. It's, I think we should um, bring it back down the discotheque. <laughs> it's a new TikTok trend, doing the Crispin Glover. I'm more than up for that. To be honest, I don't have TikTok, so that can get Neither sacked Neither do I, but now. that doesn't matter. We can just shout at people <laughs> on the street, TikTokers, and then do the just randomly, yeah, pick people in the street and then play that song and then just do the dance in front of them and then <laughs> walk away. <laughs> yeah, we can dress as those two characters and just take point to people and shout, hey you, TikTok, and then start. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be our Christmas episode. As I said, I think it's quite fitting because, like our Lord Jesus Christ, he has risen from the grave. <laughs> our Jason. Unlike Mary Magdalene, Melissa is a whore. <laughs> Jason was originally going to be called Josh, but they thought Josh was too nice a name. And Jason sounds like an evil bastard of a name. So no offence to anyone called Jason, but apparently your name sounds like an evil <laughs> serial killer type. Nobody likes a Jason, even Jason Donovan. So what's going to be the next topic for the new year? Because we'll probably be like, yeah, I think we'll probably just start our next episode into the new year, Mark. We'll have a Christmas break. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's the numbers? Pick a number between 1 and 28. Wow, it's getting longer, this list. 22, two little ducks. Quack, quack. (laughs) It's Oh, no, let's not do that one because it's another movie. Oh, which one is it, though? The craft. Oh, I kind of want to do that, but okay, let's not. Then. Oh, no, let's do it then. Let's just do Fuck it. Fuck it. it. What, let's well, do we've craft. ended the year with a movie, and we'll start the year with a movie. Just let's like Jesus sit. wanted. <laughs> right, so we're gonna do the craft as our New Year special. All right, cool. See you in twenty twenty three. I also couldn't remember what year it was. <laughs> I mean, it's like the you know the timeline in the Friday the Thirteenth films. Who knows? 2023 definitely seems like it's very far in the future it kind of feels the opposite way like although we're in the year 2000s it kind of feels like we've gone backwards and gone back to the 1980s to be fair the way things are going i mean fair. the strikes and everything that's happening and the tories being in charge you know (laughs) fuck it right well thanks very much and 
Bye. Bye.